Come on in the water. Hey, how y'all doing today? This is Sharkbait, and this is Sharkbait's Chumline Podcast for Tuesday, August 12th, 2014. Happy Shark Week to you. Hope you're enjoying it however you want to enjoy it. Hope maybe you're watching Nat Geo, maybe you're watching Discovery, maybe you got your own little thing going on. But it's Shark Week, and it's time to celebrate all things sharky. Uh... Yesterday, I guess I watched uh, one of the Air Jaws ones, the newest one. It was pretty good. Um, luckily, I instead decided to fold laundry when 9 o'clock came on, and that submarine documentary thing was on, and I fortunately missed it, I guess. Um, but anyway, on today's show, we are picking up where we left off with our interview with Michelle Weisel. In today's segment, Michelle talks about her current position at Edna Interactive, where she is a science communicator. Uh, we talk about the Gills Club, which anyone who was on Twitter last night, they uh, they premiered their new little shark uh, cartoon comic strip. Uh, so we talk about the Gills Club, and we talk about how we're going to fix Shark Week. Uh, mostly Michelle's got some great ideas. So uh, take note, Shark Week. We have this on tape. It's all documented. So if you take any of her ideas... We know where you got them from. So, let's go. Here we go with part two of three with Michelle Weissel. So, what are you doing now? What's what's your job? Well, I'm quite excited about the job that I'm busy with now. I I have been a researcher um, for the past, however, we just counted out, about five years, (laughs) um, and finished my master's on... Cape fur seals and white sharks um, in Hansbot at Giza Rock, which is where Shark Alley and, you know, pretty much every shark documentary film crew goes out there. The place Um, to be. Yeah, evidently. Um, During that experience, I quite liked research and I I quite liked academics, but while in the lab that I was working in and seeing all the great work that was being done, not only just the lab I was in, but the university in general – that wasn't getting much attention. wasn't getting any attention. Some of it was really, really great work, but not getting any attention. And speaking to some of those researchers about, well, you know, are you on Twitter? Or have you tried, like, a Facebook group, like, University of Cape Town Facebook group, and just kind of being met with, like, a blank stare, like, or, or even kind of mass panic, like, I have to do that too, you know? Like, just let me be a student. Um, I've moved more now into scientific communication. So the projects I'm busy with now are mostly freelance and I'm working with a company called Edna Interactive um, who are friends of mine, they're based in the UK, we all used to live in South Africa together and we just kind of united forces, they thought okay well I'm a scientist, I've got this research background but also was trained to do online marketing and social media stuff Mm -hmm. during my master's so that I could eat and have a job. (laughs) Which, at the time, when it first got proposed to me, like, you could do this as a job, I thought, no, <laughs> I don't really want to do it. Like, it's such this new thing, and and um, I thought I wasn't going to enjoy it, but I actually found that I really, really like it. And to be able to harness that for scientists um, and kind of take away the obligation from them, like, look, you just do research. Mm-hmm. Let me help you promote it so that people know what you're actually right. doing. Um, has been really, really fun. So one of the projects that we're working on now, which I'm most excited about, has to do with Shark Week and the Gills Club. Okay, and what is uh, the Gills Club? The Gills Club is a collection of 
female researchers and scientists um, and activists and, and, and conservationists across the world um, in a group and we're uniting ourselves with young women. Well, that was the goal, was to start off with young girls or young women who are interested in sharks and kind of rope them in and trick them into being interested in science <laughs> and kind of motivate them to carry on into a scientific field. And because there's been quite a few studies lately that show that, you know, most in the beginning, when it comes to science degrees, it's a pretty even 50-50 split. Right. But most women um, don't carry on in a scientific career for, and lots of people got tons of theories as to why. So we just wanted to be an extra force in the world to kind of encourage um, women in STEM. And one of the, the communication project working on for Shark Week is to, oh, I don't want to give everything away, okay, no, but no, you'll no. really, you'll have to follow, if you're not following the Gills Club on Twitter, you really, really should, because we're going to start okay, releasing definitely. this. I'm, I'm making a note. Do it. To, uh... It's going to be so cool. But it has to do with a comic strip. Okay. And it's going to be going out during the first episode um, during Shark Week. So I think, yeah, they start at think about eight o'clock. So we're going to shoot for about you know eight ten eight eight thirty. Whenever's a really good pause, and whenever looking on Twitter, we're going to get in there and unleash our comic onto the world. So is that something going back to what what you're doing? Like, I've heard that I've I've used Twitter. A little bit for both this little podcast, but also for my own scientific stuff I do for, for my job. Yeah. Now, I've heard, and I haven't really gotten into it, like there are like certain times, like that's a thing now, isn't it? Like, oh, you, you know, time it so that it's going off, you're, you're sending out your, your tweet when it's going to be obviously read the most. So there's yep. actually, you know, like commercial breaks, I guess, is when you do it. Mm-hmm. And there's, you can think okay. of it almost like, you know, a highway. Right. You've got times where you could just basically go walking on the highway and nothing's going to happen to you, like at 3 in the morning. But if you try and go walking on the highway about 5 p.m., there's no way you're going to be able to do it because there's so many cars on the road. Twitter's really kind of the same way. There are times, rush hour times, where there's a huge audience on it, mm-hmm. like a, a pulse of attention that's happening. And Shark Week is a huge pulse right. of attention for basically anything shark-related, everyone is looking about sharks during that week. You know, as questionable as their shows might be, um, it does provide this huge platform for people to take advantage of, especially shark organizations, to say, yay, Shark Week, hey, look at this too. Right. You know, um, so that's what we're trying to take advantage of as well. Yeah, I know I'm, I'm involved with a, a shark auction Yeah. through the uh, Shark Research Institute out of New Jersey. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know they always time the auction for Shark Week. Yep. To try to get the most exposure out of it. Yeah. Um, I don't know where it's going to go with something with the Gills Club. Uh, so is it just get geared towards younger women or yeah, it's you're also stuff- getting some of like the older researchers? like You know, you know I think um, Cynthia uh, started the Gills Club um, at the Atlantic White Shark Conservancy. And I think okay. the goal at the beginning was to be kind of geared towards young women. But what they've actually found over time is that everyone is, like, totally interested in what's happening. Uh, men, women, old men, young women, old right. women, young, you know, it's it's really has a broad audience um, that is really exciting to see so many people as interested as they are. So the group is growing. 
the Twitter following is growing, and we can only see that as a good thing to have a bigger audience to kind of, tr- again, trick people into <laughs> not only liking sharks because sharks are awesome, right. but tricking them into liking the science behind right. it. Right, I think that's a, the science, and it when it triggered something in my head when I was going to college marine biology there was definitely a male female split the males were all going to college because we grew up in jaws yeah (laughs) so we were all we were from that first wave of you know jaws kids that grew up with it so you know 80s early 90s every guy i knew were there because of jaws it seemed like every girl though they wanted to work with the dolphins right yep and as such my my college actually had a psychobiology department so it was almost this other break and it wasn't just male female but it was also a program fight Mm. you have the marine science but then you had this psychobiology degree that wasn't so much science but more based on the psychology and you know a lot of people did use that to you know work with the dolphins because it is more psychology driven Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um and not that there's anything wrong with that, but I think this is great that, you know, it's keeping more in the science. Yeah, and I also saw splits like that as well um, during my undergraduate degree. Uh, there was a lot of people in my program. I went to Michigan State okay. to do my bachelor's, um, and I did zoology. And a lot of the zoology students, if they were, you know, um, male, they were mostly going into research-driven type careers is what their plans mm-hmm. were. And then the females were also kind of, you know, geared towards be a vet tech or right. be a veterinary type thing. So it's it's interesting to see those things exist. Um, and then it's very fun to break them down. <laughs> <laughs> so have, have you ever been on Shark Week? Talking about it? No, been no, I've... I've not been on Shark Week. Um, I've I've not been on any uh, shark documentaries. Um, all the work you did in South Africa and Seal no, Island. Come you know, on. Uh, well, you pre- you might see my wrist in a few documentaries <laughs> or um, a flash of hair in the corner. Um, but no, I've never been that featured counts. on a documentary. Yeah. That I, I held it. I held the door open on an episode of Shark Week. I held Week the and microphone. I <laughs> no, I've not done it. I'm 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 hoping. And not necessarily Shark Week, but I'm hoping to maybe change that in the future. I, I would like to get more involved with the production side of documentaries, and that is a huge mountain to climb. Um, but I'm going to start climbing it uh, because I would really like to see documentaries. No offense to all the Shark Week people that I know and I'm friends with, but I would really like to see um, documentaries turn back to what they were when I was a kid. Yes, I, which I is your blue wholeheartedly chip. agree. Yeah, and it's not that that doesn't exist. That's what's funny is, I, and I've had a conversation with um, uh, people involved with Shark Week more on the higher end, where they'll say to me, "Yeah, but you know, shows like that they don't sell. They don't sell. No one wants to see it. No, the ratings won't but, happen." I think for people like you in the science field and, and myself, some of those stay with you. Yeah. Like recently I found there was a National Geographic shark special. I, I looked it up and it's on YouTube from like 1982. Mm-hmm. It was an hour long and it had, I had forgotten how many people were in it. You know, Eugenie Clark was in it. Yep. Uh, McCosker, uh, Ron and Valerie Taylor. Mm-hmm. And it was 
it's so brilliant. You know, I rewatched it and it everything in there is still relevant. And yes. what's amazing is seeing this, it's 1982 and some of the, they were already starting to break some of the myths that I feel really weren't brought to the mainstream public until you had things like Shark Week. And I'm, I'm almost positive yep. that, you know, this was an early 80s documentary, that this was on some of those early years of Shark Week when they didn't have, you know, programming. Yeah. You know, new programming every year. They just had, you know, all these stock documentaries they already had, and maybe yep. they are producing one or two new ones. Yep. But that one, again, it stays with me, and it's, you know, 30-something years old already. Yeah. But yet, as much as I like seeing The Breaching Great White, it doesn't stay with me anymore. It's like, I don't no. remember if it was Air Jaws 5, 10, you know, which shark attack one this was. I, they all kind of blend together. And I think, and I don't, again, I don't know why people think I can change it, but that's one of the main things I hear from friends is that, you know, I would I want Shark Week to go back to yeah. the documentaries. Yeah. And these are just, you know, again, just people who have a only, you know, one week interest in shark. Mm-hmm. And even the same thing with, I've always thought it'd be good to do more of the diversity of sharks. Mm-hmm. Just do more of, you know, I think they usually do it and they call them alien sharks or something. And then, yeah. you know, the, the title's kind of weird, but I, I'm fine with it. Like, fine. That's, you yeah. know, you want to do something other than, you know, great whites, which are, again, they're great. And I know that's what brings in the viewers. But I think, yeah, I, I don't. I, I hear you. With you. Yeah. I hear you. Because, and I think also if, if, if you even want to get into a filming perspective, white sharks are very easy to film. They're very easy to come by. They have very well-known aggregations, and they're known to breach in certain areas. So when it comes from a filmmaker's perspective and a channel that wants to guarantee it's going to get XYZ shots that it wants, the white shark's the easiest one to do it with. So I think that's why they keep resorting also. And they are very popular, but they're just extremely easy to film, too, as opposed to something like, you know... Name any bottom right. dwelling yeah, shark. No. <laughs> it's just never going to find yeah, it. There's, yeah, there's probably but not there an hour look yeah. the goblin shark out there. But. Right. <laughs> but there are organizations that are doing that in different parts of the world. If you look like things like the BBC, BBC Oceans, mm-hmm. they're filming BBC sharks now. Uh, there is a market for that. So I, I don't feel that excuse that you know we would oh we would do more nature-based documentaries but they would just never sell they actually do and there are other production companies that are proving that's the case um so i'm I'm hoping and i would like to be a part of that switching around and getting producers um and you know it's not just producers they can't get all the blame Mm -hmm. um but people in general interested in the again the science behind the pretty pictures and the pretty um videography as well and it is possible right and i I do think that the audience is there yeah it may be not the audience that they initially want but i think the kids yeah we're talking you know eight to 13 year old kids get it Mm -hmm. and if you make a good documentary they'll watch it and they will eat that up. Oh yeah. And they'll play it in schools as well. When exactly. I was a kid, yes. I mean, when the teacher was out sick and the sub was in, mm-hmm. 
we watch Discovery Channel, you know? Like, that's how it was. So, yeah, there, there is definitely the audience out there. Um, and we'll see. We'll see how it turns. Okay. Thanks for listening today. Thanks to Michelle for joining us. Join us on Thursday the 14th for the conclusion to Michelle's interview. Uh, also going to let you know that going on right now during Shark Week and a couple days after is the Shark Research Institute's 6th Annual Shark Celebrity Auction. This is where you can bid on your favorite shark celebrity or expert in your area. Uh, most of it's in the United States, but there are some that are in South Africa and Australia and other places. So if you feel like taking a plane ride to some of those places, you can do that. Or just bid on the one who's in your area. Uh, you win the, the bid. It's up on eBay this year. You get to treat them to a nice meal, and you get to talk some sharks. Uh, so, for instance, I'm up there this year for Long Island. You live on Long Island anywhere, Nassau County, Suffolk County. I'll even go to Queens, since geographically that is still on Long Island. And we'll talk sharks. Take me out to lunch, take me out to dinner. Who knows, maybe I'll even do a podcast from our meal. It'll be fun listening to us chew. So, anyway, head over to sharks.org for more information and to place your bid. So, again... Thanks for listening. Uh, you can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. Search uh, Sharkbait in the podcast section online. We're at sharkbaitpod.com. You can also look at the podcast resources and archives on the blog, www.sharkb8chumline.blogspot.com. You can like us on Facebook, search for Sharkbait's Chumline, and you can follow me on Twitter. The handle is sharkb8chum. If you want to give me some feedback, you've got ideas, you want to rent me out for a party, just let me know. Uh, you can send me an email, sharkbait at sharkbaitpod.com. You know some people, you want to get them on the podcast, let's say, hey, forget about it, I'll do it. So whatever you want to do, I'm open to suggestions. So you know someone who's interested in sharks, does works on sharks, you just want to talk sharks, get a hold of me. We'll see what we can do. Again, thanks for tuning in. Thanks, Michelle. See you on Thursday. Enjoy the rest of your shark week. And as always, Mr. Finn, what do you got to say?